It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. I like Draymond going over on assists. He's been 15, 15, 10 last few games. I think he's going to go over again. Draymond's been looking for cutters this whole first quarter. And Watsoscano Anderson, keep cutting. He's going to reward you. I'm going over 10 and a half assists for James Harden going up against Detroit. Showing some much-needed energy and activity for Brooklyn. Here's Harden around the green screen. Gets it back to him for the slam. Royce O'Neal is a guy that I've hit hit a bunch with this uh, threes need prop. And it's back to one and a half. So I'm going to go over one and a half threes. Royce O'Neal. Different story in the second quarter. Here's O'Neal. What a find by Mitchell. And O'Neal hits his second three-pointer of this second quarter. On the BetQL Audio Network. It is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski with you. Yeah, it was a profitable evening for the show last night, at least uh, most of us. So it was a fun night watching the association for myself. And Eli was hitting on his college basketball bets. Welcome to BetQL Daily on a Wednesday. And the uh, rotating co-hosts, they are switching up. And we'll introduce today's co-host in just a quick second. Uh, Later on this hour, we'll check in with Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet. Saw him on uh, the Sports betting broadcast that was available on Peacock over the weekend. So looking forward to talking some Pebble Beach with Teddy Greenstein, Michael Gallagher to talk the NBA in hour number two, and then Brett Coleman in the final hour of the show to hit on the NFL and the quarterback carousel that we're waiting to kick into gear. We've got Stafford, but now we're still waiting on Wentz or whatever uh, move is next. My co-host today, Zach Price at Zachonomics on Twitter. May have heard him on the show in the past. Uh, Zach, how you doing this morning? How you feeling? You ready to, to uh, stand where you are for the next three hours? Joe, it's bright and early. Uh, you know, I can't sit down for this talking about sports <laughs> gambling for three hours. Are you crazy? I mean, they, we got to bring the energy today for the listeners. Let's do it. Let's go. Love the setup in the background. You're ready for the Masters. Don't tell me it's February and we just had the Super Bowl. I, I feel like you're ready for Augusta right now. Joe, uh, the Masters is uh, 12 months a year for me. It's uh, you got to always be thinking Augusta's on my mind. Uh, you know, we see the snow behind me, uh, inches and inches and inches of snow. But all I can think about is springtime turning and the azaleas blooming <laughs> and the green, green fairways, the emerald green fairways and the rolling hills at Augusta are looming. Uh, we just played the Masters in November, but uh, here we go. It's, you know, don't look now at your calendar, but uh, two months from today, uh, we're going to be playing at the Masters. I know. How about it? You know, the football season, you can say it goes away, but that it doesn't really. It's a 12 month a year sport. And uh, we'll dive into Pebble Beach today. Also get into some Masters conversation. But Zach, for those that haven't heard you before, we've introduced you on the show as, as a pro sports better. You do all sorts of things. You dive deep into golf, NBA, NFL. When you were on talking Super Bowl last week, uh, you, you gave the people some winners, all of our BetQL daily listeners. But can you kind of give us an introduction on uh, how you really got into sports betting and realize that uh, you do pretty good at this? Well, it doesn't just start that you do sports betting and you do good at it. I think everybody knows that uh, who's tried. And um, I think everybody, uh, just about everybody who's tried has failed uh, pretty much up until now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dogfight out there. So, um, you know, I would say my sports 
uh, gambling per se or betting. I like to call it investing, Joe, as you know that. Uh, but, you know, when I first got into sports, I was a kid. I watched uh, baseball every day and I listened to the radio. Um, my Cleveland Indians, you can see I've got a Browns jacket back here and a Cleveland Cavaliers jacket. I'm from <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. I've got my Bulls head on because I respect, uh, you know, I'm, I live in Chicago now and I respect the uh, the championships. The I always followed sports. So I'm collecting baseball cards as a kid, um, you know, Ken Griffey Jr.'s and, uh, you know, Frank Thomas, 1990 Leaf. Oh, yeah. and, and, and I'm getting into sports and I realize, you know, these cards have value uh, – if a player does well, his 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 baseball card goes up in value, and if he you know gets injured, it goes down in value. Maybe he goes into a terrible slump. So uh, I started learning at a very young age that sports and uh, the markets and money kind of mixes. So I got into sports like that. I started trading cards with my friends. Uh, Really got into it, started getting the monthly price guide for all the players listed up and down. Jose Canseco, you know, back in the day, Bo Jackson, all those guys, uh, Joe Montana. So I started studying it and I started really, you know, catching on who are the young rookies who are going to maybe break out and double and triple in value. And uh, remember, I'm still 9, 10, 11 years old, but I started uh, selling cards at trade shows. I started signing up for... Uh, <laughs> You know, can I get a table at, at your show? And they would say, well, if you have the 50 bucks, sure, we'll get a table. So I would lay out all my cards and, you know, my mom and dad would be behind me and my brothers would be next to me. And uh, doesn't, you know, age isn't a number when you have the Frank Thomas 1990 Leaf in mint condition and there's a guy on the other end who wants it. So you start selling a, a, a player, an athlete, you buy low and you sell high. And uh, that's how I got into sports and finance. Now, as I grew older, I started realizing this is a really big business and sports really became a big business in the, in the, you know, in the late nineties and early two thousands. Uh, I went to a university of Michigan and I, and while I was there, I grabbed an internship at my, uh, local hometown Cleveland company, international management group known as IMG, uh, yeah. founder Mark McCormick. I met him and, uh, you know, we, we, we struck a good relationship and I, I became an intern there and um, worked on a golf show for them and uh, was thinking about joining the company after college. But then I just decided to go my own way. I started publishing books, books about sports. I've always been in sports, trying to turn a profit from it. And you know what? I've always been sports gambling, Joe. So you mentioned the Masters. I grew up as a, uh, a golfer. I played in tournaments. I, uh, yeah. As I started playing in golf tournaments, who is uh, the greatest golfer in the world coming up at Tiger Woods? So I started saying, hey, this guy's winning everything. Um, let's bet him for the Masters. Well, uh, <laughs> that kind of got me into sports gambling right there. Uh, it became an interesting thing that uh, one golfer could dominate a field of 150 guys at the same courses every year. My backyard, they have a Firestone Country Club. He won there eight times. Uh, Tory mm -hmm. Pines, he's won there five or six times. So the course we're playing this week, now he's not going to be playing this week, but Pebble Beach, he won there. He won the U.S. Open by uh, 15 shots. So I started betting golf, knowing what I know, using some knowledge. Um, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And that was, uh, that was kind of my introduction to sports gambling. Now, I'm a huge NBA guy. I've done fantasy basketball forever. So the player props I've been following, uh, you know, since I've been a kid again, 
studying the box scores. Um, you see me with my uh, jersey here. This is Latrell Sprewell from the Golden okay. State Warriors. Okay, I couldn't Joe. tell. I was yeah, thinking it so, might it might be an old school Mark Price. That's what I was thinking. This well, you know, <laughs> I do have a Mark Price banner back here. I don't know if you can see. I'm gonna get you to pull out all the props here, but Latrell Sprewell is a guy. He's a perfect example. Okay, uh, uh, out of Alabama, he was the 24th pick in the 1992 draft. No one really knew who he was, and he went to Golden State, and uh, they had a couple of injuries. He was playing 40 minutes a game, and I'm like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Michael Jordan retires the next year, and Latrell Sprewell is all NBA first team in his second yeah. season. And uh, so, you know, just finding these these little markets in sports and using them for fantasy and using them for all different sorts of uh, profit making is something I've gotten into. Now, look, when the law was passed two years ago, legalizing sports uh, gambling in the United States, that was my opportunity. I started taking it really seriously uh, then, and uh, it's certainly been profitable. It's been interesting. Um, it's been a fun ride, and I'm glad to be here with you talking about something I love to talk about today. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate you taking three hours out of your day to do this. It's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, we can share some information to all the BetQL daily listeners. Eli, I wanted you to hop on for a quick minute because uh, yesterday on the show, you were on West Virginia, and I believe on Twitter, you also jumped on Penn State. So good night for you. That West Virginia thing, it, it never seemed like uh, it was in doubt, and your guy Chris Beard went a little nuts on the court last night. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> At those refs, there were some bad calls down the stretch, but – McBride, their best guard, one of the better guards in college basketball, Maz McBride, Deuce McBride. Um, he had some foul trouble late in the first half, and I thought West Virginia was going to give up the lead down the stretch in the first half, but they held on to it. Then their big man, Derek Culver, got into foul trouble, still held, held on to the lead, and then McBride kind of took over down the stretch with his passing and his jump shots. So it was a big win for West Virginia. Their futures price is yet to dip, and I like that team even more after watching them last night. All right, beautiful man. Uh, nice play there, and I was lucky enough to go three and zero on the pro. You know, Zach, we can get into this more when we take a uh, dive into the NBA card. But <laughs> Harden was one of my plays. It's just at a point where I'm like, that. okay, how long am I going to ride this wave? Mm. Because I think he's gone over once, I, rather under once on assists since he's gone over to Brooklyn. I was a little concerned with Durant out, maybe not as many opportunities, but it was still it was, it was fairly comfortable. He finished with 12, and the number was 10 and a half. I, it's I just one of those things. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, this isn't going to last forever, but it, it feels like, okay, I, I, I'm shocked that they haven't gone to 11 and a half yet. Uh, before tip, I did see them go to 11 and a half plus money, but it's like everybody's got to be going over, 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 and it keeps hitting it. You know, I Joe, I took a look at James Harden's game log last night um, because I, I love playing the double-double markets in the NBA, um, yeah. as you know that. And, uh, you know, uh, my model pops when when I see a James Harden no double-double at about three to one, um, three to one odds for him not to get a double-double. And, um, I, you know, I went the opposite way of you where I was going no double-double on James Harden until I realized, like, whoa, um, he's he's changing the game this year. He's He's making it a point to be a distributor. doesn't matter if Kevin Durant's out. Um, I went and looked at his game log. If you even go back to his games with the Rockets this year, we all remember him being a million pounds overweight. His first game of the year, he had 17 assists. So um, I am uh, done betting against James Harden's no double-double. Um, if you can't beat him, join him, Joe. Um, I'm with you. I think you just stick with that bet till, you know, until you uh, roll the seven on the craps table out. You just got to let the chips ride. 
Yeah, it seems like it. And I've uh, been rolling with Draymond. That was another one I gave out yesterday. That was at seven and a half. So we haven't lost the number yet. And he's been hitting it very early in game. So uh, just keep an eye on that moving forward. I, I wanted to hit on Carson Wentz conversation because yesterday afternoon, points bet posted odds on the, the way to get around it, was which team he's going to is uh, which team will he take a snap for next? And it is available in some states. What do you know? In Illinois, they haven't approved that market yet. Uh, but you can bet it on Colorado. Those listening on the bet 1430 in Denver right now to BetQL daily on the BetQL audio network. But here are the Carson Wentz odds. Where Where's he going? The favorite is the Bears at plus 115. Then the Colts come in second at plus 135. Broncos plus 850, Washington plus 1,000. Then you get into uh, Carolina, Houston, New England, San Francisco, Vegas, all under 20 to 1. It's, I understand why the Bears are the favorite, and they probably should be. They're the one team that, well, they really can't seem to coach up their offensive talent. And they've all been warned across the board, the head coach and the general manager, and they have to win now. And they don't have the assets to land Deshaun Watson. They don't have the assets to, to get Dak. Sure, they can draft a rookie quarterback, but is that rookie quarterback going to come in and win right away? And there are some coaches on the staff that have a history with Wentz. When Wentz was at his best, uh, it wouldn't be the element of surprise that we've seen here a bunch in the past, uh, Zach, from one Ryan Pace. We didn't really see it last year when he took Cole Komet as his first draft pick in the second round. But um, it just – you see the, the various reports. Howie Roseman says, you know, according to Schefter, he's received good offers, not great offers. It's all going through the media last right now, as expected. Uh, but if I, I – I, under, I wouldn't make a bet here, but I understand – why the Bears are the betting favorite at plus 115 for Wentz. Yeah, we're looking at the you know those odds, and uh, they had the teams that need the quarterback right up at the top. That's pretty obvious. So the teams that are, are going hard after it, uh, like the court, uh, doesn't matter where you go in the in in, in this country. Um, if you mention the Chicago Bears, they're going <laughs> to mention the quarterback and how they can't score points. So. Uh, uh, they, they they're they're pressured into doing something and. Um, this is a move that they can make and take that pressure away right away. Uh, I could totally see it. I could also see, uh, you know, the Colts going after him. Also, look, he's a, he's a big quarterback. He fits right in the with Phillip Rivers kind of fit in to that lineup this past year where they actually had a really nice season and um, have a great young running back there. Um, you know, like you said, Joe, I don't know if I, I, I don't, I'm not going to bet this thing. Uh, the NFL rumor mill is a crazy thing. No one's going to show their cards until something happens. So um, I'm staying off this one. But, um, yeah, I think I think those two top teams right there, I think we're going to see uh, Wentz in, a, in, a, in one of those uniforms coming out. Yeah, I think that's the case. It's, it's, on my show on the score last night, I had Elliot Shore Parks. He's been the beat guy for the Eagles for quite some time. He's f- followed Wentz's entire career, and he was just trying to make a point like, look, it's not that's not Carson Wentz the one that you saw last year he's also not the MVP Wentz that we saw a few years back but he's much better than what you saw and he'd be the best quarterback the Bears have had in quite some time 